Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, as we come on the air on this Monday night, the stunning comments from the president here in Washington, defiant that Vladimir Putin can't stay in power. Plus, the storm system brewing as snow leads to a deadly pileup. I'm not walking anything back. President Biden insisting his personal outrage toward the Russian dictator isn't the same as calling for regime change. Tonight, could there be fallout from his nine unscripted words in Warsaw? Plus, as Mariupol falls to the Russians, there are some victories for the Ukrainian resistance regaining control of significant cities. But as our Holly Williams witnessed, not without a fight. We've been told to get out of our cars and spread out by the Ukrainian military because there's Russian shelling. Deadly pileup, up to 60 vehicles, an oil tanker on fire. Oh, watch out, watch out. Cars slamming into each other and skidding off the road. Tonight, the heavy snow and low visibility that led to the treacherous travel. Severe storm warnings, thunderstorms, high winds, and possible tornadoes across the south. We're tracking the weather. The Hollywood hit. Will Smith's slap shocks the Oscars. Could he lose his best actor Oscar? Maternity care shortage. Our incredibly important reporting tonight about the more than 2 million mothers facing the prospect of childbirth alone. And the big change coming to some Walmart store shelves. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. President Biden surprised the world today when he stood by his comments that he made in Warsaw that Vladimir Putin, quote, cannot stay in power. It was expected that he was going to clean up those unscripted words. Instead, he clarified that in his personal opinion and not a new policy. The concern tonight is that those remarks could escalate the war in Ukraine and Putin may use it as a propaganda that the West is trying to overthrow him. 
Well, there's news to report from inside Ukraine after a month of indiscriminate bombing that has flattened much of Mariupol. The city's mayor reportedly says Russian forces have captured the critical port town. But Ukraine has maintained its counterattacks and claims to have retaken a Kiev suburb and an east, the, in eastern town from the Russians. So as you can tell, we've got a lot of news to get to tonight, starting with CBS's Ed O'Keefe at the White House. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. The president's comments about Vladimir Putin came at the end of a carefully prepared speech in three days of intense diplomacy. Today, he said the message was intended for the Russian people. Two days since saying this about Vladimir Putin. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. President Biden today clarified he was expressing personal views, not a change in U.S. policy. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. Still, the president faced a barrage of questions today about his comments, like, why'd he say it? This is just stating a simple fact that this kind of behavior is totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Are you concerned this remark might escalate the conflict? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. The last thing I want to do is engage in a land war or a nuclear war with Russia. That's not part of it. I was expressing my outrage at the behavior of this man. It's outrageous. The president's European trip included high-stakes talks with allies and face-to-face meetings with Ukrainian refugees now in Poland. After meeting some of them Saturday, the president also said this about Putin. He's a butcher. Taken together, the president's comments signal at least a rhetorical escalation that critics fear could intensify the conflict. Putin's top spokesman called Mr. Biden's comments alarming and said the Russian people will pick their leader. And French President Emmanuel Macron, who's in closer touch with Putin than most world leaders, said he wouldn't have used those terms because he hopes the war can be resolved without escalation. D'abord être factuel et ensuite en effet... But the president disagrees with Macron. Other governments have suggested that this is a problem, I'm escalating things. Uh, no. And has it weakened NATO? No, it hadn't. White House aides say the president's remark about removing Putin wasn't part of the prepared text. And is he worried Putin will see the comments as an escalation? I don't care what he thinks. Look, here's the deal. He's going to do what he's going to do. So as the war in Ukraine continues, the Pentagon announced today it's sending so-called growler aircraft that can jam or confuse enemy radar to Germany. The planes won't be flying over Ukraine, but are part of NATO's deterrence against Russia. Nora? Just extraordinary to be there at the White House today. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, now to the battle inside Ukraine and what the country's military intelligence chiefs believes is Russia's new goal. The general says Putin is considering, quote, a Korean scenario, meaning splitting the nation in two. But the fighting still rages on. CBS's Holly Williams got a firsthand look at the dangerous situation on the battlefield. Ukraine's military claims it liberated the town of Makariv from Russian forces last week, about 30 miles west of the capital, Kiev. It looks as though this... This area is still getting shelled by the Russians. But as we approached its outskirts this morning, with a convoy of Ukrainian troops, they told us to get out and take cover because the Russians were watching from the sky. So the Ukrainians are saying that there is a drone overhead and they want us to spread out to be less of a target. Back to the cars. Back to the cars. We turned back, travelling at high speed. The Ukrainians now saying four Russian drones were overhead. But then they ordered us out again. Get out of the car. 
and into the forest to take cover. We're hearing shelling. There's one just now. Many of Makarib's residents were evacuated earlier this month. Everything was shaking like this, said this woman. The planes were flying so low we thought they'd shoot our house. But not everyone made it to safety. This security camera video reportedly shows an elderly couple killed by Russian artillery. We eventually left Makarev today. But if this is what liberation looks like... We go full speed, full speed, do you copy? Ukraine's fight for freedom will be long and dangerous. The Ukrainians are clawing back territory, but the Russians have shown over and over during this war that when they can't control cities, they'll still pummel them with missiles, airstrikes and shelling at the cost of civilian lives. Nora. And Holly, I want to ask you about those Russian drones. What are they using them for? How dangerous are they? Well, Nora, we assume that they're using them for reconnaissance, that is to identify targets. And the fear today was that if they spotted us, we could become a target. Holly Williams, thank you. Let's turn now to Pennsylvania, where heavy snow and low visibility are being blamed for a multi-vehicle crash that left at least three dead about 50 miles northeast of Harrisburg. The county coroner says the number of dead is expected to rise. Get more now from CBS's Nancy Chen. It was a horrifying scene as one tractor trailer after another emerged out of the snowy fog. Followed by car after car, with nowhere to go, all adding to the trail of destruction in central Pennsylvania. Motorists left stranded on the side of the highway had to scramble out of harm's way. My car! No! Several vehicles, including a tanker truck, burst into flames. At least 24 people were taken to area hospitals as others walked out on their own. Pennsylvania State Police say up to 60 vehicles were involved in the deadly pileup. They believe the accident was caused by an early spring snow squall, creating whiteout conditions. This is ridiculous. It's snow and fog mixed together. The devastation closed Interstate 81 in both directions for miles. And that stretch of highway has been shut down for more than eight hours as crews began to pull vehicles apart. The county coroner says the search for more victims has been hampered by the number of burning vehicles. Nora. What a scene. Nancy Chen, thank you. Let's get more on that snow squall in Pennsylvania, as well as a second system that is threatening the south. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. These snow squalls can come seemingly out of nowhere. They can bring some very heavy snow and gusty winds and can bring visibilities down to about zero. Some of these snow squalls on radar look like regular snow showers, but they are packing an extra bad punch of snow and wind. Also this week, again, a severe weather threat. Areas that were hit very hard last week, possibly going to see more of some of the worst weather Mother Nature can provide. Damaging winds with the severe weather, large hail, and Nora also the possibility that once again, there could be tornadoes. Chris Warren, thank you. 
All right. Well, the headline from last night's Oscars, unfortunately, isn't the groundbreaking best picture winner, Coda. More on that in a minute. But it's what happens now after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock live on the air. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences said in a statement today that it condemns Smith's actions and has launched a formal review. We get more now from Entertainment Tonight co-host Kevin Frazier in Hollywood. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Will Smith laughs. Jada Pinkett Smith is stunned. Seconds before this. Oh, wow. The slap heard around the world. And the parts bleeped out afterwards. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? Smith was enraged by the G.I. Jane reference because of his wife's hair loss from alopecia. Moments later, Smith is seen in these photos talking with Tyler Perry, Bradley Cooper, and Denzel Washington, who he referenced in his acceptance speech for Best Actor. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Summer defending Smith, comedian Tiffany Haddish told People Magazine, when I saw a black man stand up for his wife, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But director Rob Reiner tweeted, He's lucky Chris is not filing assault charges. And this from actress Sophia Bush. Violence isn't okay. Assault is never the answer. The thing he did is something that you're told in preschool you're not allowed to do. Daniel Feinberg is the chief TV critic for The Hollywood Reporter. To slap someone in a public place, you will probably be charged with something, you will definitely be asked to leave that place. You will probably not be handed a trophy within 15 minutes of doing it. After winning his Oscar for Best Actor, Smith apologized to everyone it seemed except Chris Rock. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to all my fellow nominees. He later celebrated on a night where the historic win for Coda as Best Picture was completely overshadowed by this. Oh, wow. Well, Kevin Frazier joins us now from Los Angeles. So, Kevin, do we know if the Academy is considering punishment for Will Smith? Uh, They are. You know, in 2017, they amended their code of conduct after the Harvey Weinstein scandal when he was ousted from the membership. Will will most likely face some kind of disciplinary action, but an insider told me they don't think he'll lose his Oscar. And then, Kevin, has anyone heard from Chris Rock? Well, Chris went to a different after party uh, last night, and a, a source there told us that while he didn't want to talk about it and that he just wanted to move on, he was there to kind of have fun and forget about it. And also that we all know that Chris did not press charges against Will with the LAPD. Kevin Frazier, thank you so much. Well, in a blunt ruling today, a federal judge says it is, quote, more likely than not that former President Donald Trump and a right-wing attorney, John Eastman, committed crimes in an attempt to stop the certification of the 2020 election. The judge ordered the release of more than 100 emails from Eastman to the House's January 6th committee. And this just in, Trump's son-in-law and former senior advisor Jared Kushner is expected to be questioned by the committee on Thursday. All right. A controversial bill became law today in Florida. The Republican governor signed the measure that bans lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Critics call it the don't say gay bill and say it marginalizes LGBTQ plus people. Governor Ron DeSantis and other Republicans claim that the law is reasonable. 
All right, we want to turn now to America's maternal health crisis. More than 2 million pregnant women live in the U.S. in counties with no access to prenatal care or obstetricians. Imagine that. Well, CBS's Janet Shamlian reports on why women have to endure these maternity challenges. With two small children and a baby due in June, Kaylee Samuelowitz has a lot on her plate, including a concern most expectant moms don't have, whether she'll make it to the hospital in time. When you go into labor, how long will it take you to get to the hospital? About an hour. How many miles is it? 60. Kaylee lives in Pampa, Texas, a rural city of 17,000, where the local hospital closed its labor and delivery unit. She'll have to drive all the way to Amarillo and hope for the best. We had a close call with my son, so it is a little nerve-wracking thinking about the next one. You did it! Fewer than half of rural Texas hospitals now deliver babies, creating what's called maternity deserts. One of the biggest factors, a shortage of nurses heightened by the pandemic. Cost is also an issue. A lot of rural hospitals are getting out of delivering babies. It's just so expensive, you know, and they just get to the point where they have to make a decision on that. Jeff Barnhart runs the Hereford Regional Medical Center in the Texas Panhandle. This is its maternity department. I'm in here, okay? The only one for some 1,600 square miles. How often are you short of labor and delivery nurses? You know, recently we have to go on diversion part of the week. That's when a woman in labor is taken by ambulance to another hospital about 50 miles away. Samuelowitz is on alert as her due date gets closer. Even if I think it's labor, even if it might not be, um, we'll just head that direction. Better safe than sorry. After nine months, for some, still a distance to go. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Hereford, Texas. I don't know about you, but it seems like a big problem. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Dolly Parton's amusement park in Tennessee, Dollywood, has temporarily closed a ride designed by the maker of the Freefall ride in Orlando, where a 14-year-old fell to his death last week. Dollywood officials say its drop-line ride is closed just as a precaution. In a news release posted on its website, Dollywood says drop-line is a 230-foot-tall tower manufactured by Funtime Rides. Investigators are still looking into the 430-foot Orlando freefall ride and how the teenager slipped from his seat. Right now, this news, Walmart, the nation's largest retail chain, says it will no longer sell cigarettes in some of its stores. That's reportedly includes stores in California, Florida, New Mexico, and Arkansas. That's where the company is based. Walmart stopped selling e-cigarettes in 2019. Health officials say cigarette smoking causes about one in every five deaths in the U.S. every year. All right, the initial investigation into the death of Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins has found as many as 10 drugs in his system, and his heart was twice its normal size. Officials in Columbia say toxicology tests revealed marijuana 
opioids and antidepressants. A cause of death was not given. The Foo Fighters were on tour in Bogota when Hawkins died at the age of 50. The growing refugee crisis in Ukraine is now Europe's largest since World War II, and it's only getting worse. CBS's Sunday Morning's Lee Cowan takes a look at the exodus through the eyes of a photojournalist who puts the lives of the nearly four million refugees into focus. The desperation of those fleeing is hardly a black and white issue. And yet, these black and white photos are so powerful in their simplicity. I like to work very close to people. I like to look people in the eye. In that fleeting exchange of a stranger's glance, award-winning photojournalist Peter Turnley has captured the human condition in Ukraine better than words ever could. I saw, of course, sorrow, despair, incredible sadness, but I didn't see any form of hysteria. I saw a lot of strength. I noticed so many mothers and, and children holding on to each other. But it was while photographing the old that he realized that the wisdom that comes with age was here, at least, a burden. And I thought, what would it be like at the very last moments of one's life to be so terribly alone and so dependent on the help of others? In the days since Turnley left Ukraine, the flood of refugees has only grown. So many people have so little and have lost everything. And I actually don't know if, if I would have the same strength to endure the same thing. Wouldn't it be nice if Peter Turnley did return to Ukraine to photograph not pain, but peace? Lee Cowan, CBS News. A reminder why we are all praying for peace. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News from Virginia Beach to Ukraine, we're going to follow supplies from an American nonprofit that's providing non-lethal military equipment to civilian soldiers. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR and watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.